Welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Pastor Keith, and with me as always is Pastor Barry Edgman. The Father Seekers Podcast is a podcast, first and foremost, with the idea of of talking life into people that didn't have a dad growing up, maybe had a dad, but the dad didn't want to be a part of their life. Um, maybe people that had a dad that was physically present, but not emotionally present. That's what this show is is about, right? It's it's about it's about that emptiness that 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 uh, a man was looking for when um, when they looked towards their father, and they the results came back nil. And with that, the the idea for today's show is a uh, is a funny one. It's time, time. The word time, time. Something that's we all have. Eventually, that time is going to run out. That's a guarantee in this life. The only guarantee is uh, what in the United States they say. The only guarantee is your death and taxes. Death and taxes, baby. <laughs> so, the 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 idea for today's show with time is oftentimes people say they they don't have enough of it. Like time is running out. Mm. Um. Oftentimes people don't realize that time is running out. Either either time is running out and you're always frantic about it or you think that you, there's you're, you'll have time to fix this. You'll uh, there's I'll never die. And so you don't appreciate things as time passes. Hmm. That's real good. But time. Now, my ideas of time obviously all stem back to back to the future. <laughs> no, I got, I got all my, all my going back in time, uh, rules by that movie, no, by that movie. No, it's, but that's a concept of, um, the clock is ticking on all of us. And wh- what are you doing today to make your time worth it? That's good. When I hear people say, <clears throat> that they need more time, I automatically know because I've been there and there are, there are pockets of my life that I'm still working on that, working through that. But when people say I need more time, they don't actually need more time. They need to, to, to identify what they're living for and what their purpose is because we give time to what we believe is valuable. So, and I'm not, I'm not knocking guys who golf because I love to play golf or video games or snowboard or whatever you do. I'm not knocking any of that. I'm not saying that you've got to quit doing, doing thing. I'm saying that time is a gift more valuable than money because in time, here's what time means, a non-spatial continuum in which events occur apparently irreversible succession from past, present to future. So there's, there's, I love country music. And if you don't, then it's your problem, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the groups I listen to, uh, has a song, uh, Cadillac three. And one of the lines is it in it is that the pine box clock is ticking. It actually started ticking for all of us the day we were born. So the day we were born, 
the pine box clock started ticking. And now, someday, the bell's going to go off, and there is nothing we can do to change that. It is gone off. The bell has tolled, and now we pay. So, what 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 do we do now? From now until that bell tolls or bell rings, and the toll is required. And here's the interesting piece: is that nobody knows when the pine box clock is going to going to give way and and demand the toll. Yeah, when you're younger, you think you live forever, mm. right? As you start aging and start realizing mortality, um, I think there's a natural growth that, you know, they say like a wise old man and that wisdom is gained in life and gained in the sense of mortality. They, uh, they know they're getting closer to the end than they are the beginning. Right. I, I, I'm at a point in my life now where I'm, I'm starting to see people pass. Mm. Right. And I'll tell you what, 10 years ago, if, if, if I heard someone pass, that would be like, Oh my gosh, what happened? That was an yeah, accident. Young dude. And, and now it's like, Oh, what? Mm. he had a heart attack. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. but it, yeah. I've, I've hit a point in my life where it's not unusual Yeah, that people are passing. I've reached that point in life where life starts taking away more than it's giving. Mm-hmm. And, uh, with that comes a sense of the hourglass is running out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said something in the beginning that was interesting. The, what are you filling your time with? Mm. And the, the first thing I thought of is not necessarily, what are you filling your time with? Like recreationally, but like, what are you not doing? Because you think you're going to have a lot more time to right. do it. Oh, even better. That's the flip side of the coin. But when you look at, look at what are you doing and what are you not doing and why, why the big question is why are you not doing it? There's, there's the bigger question. And that's, that's another podcast, but I will tell you this. One of the reasons that people, let's, let's pull it down to dudes. One of the reasons that guys, and I would identify even closely uh, fatherless dads. One of the reasons that we run out of time or we, run short on time or we think we need more time is because we have never evaluated time. We've never put a, a, a value on it. Uh, some people put monetary values on it. Some people, some people, well, in this, in this week I can make $200,000. Well, for a guy that's never made $20,000, $200,000 is a lot of money. But for the guy who's made $200,000, 10 weeks in a row, it's no, it's just, it's just another day. Let's go do this. So again, we're not talking about how many zeros you have on the left side of the decimal. We're talking about what do you use your time with to invest it in? Yeah. Like, and, and some people work. I mean, that's, that's, they do some people. I, I, I'm one of them. I'm a, I, I work a lot when I'm, when I'm, I'm always thinking of new, new ideas, new thoughts, new, um, kooky business ideas. Yeah. And, and I, I work for a church, yeah. which requires a lot of hours. Yeah. And it's tough to turn off at night. Oh yeah. Uh, when you, yeah. when you work in ministry, if you think that at five o'clock that gets turned off and it's all, um, it's all family. I wish it was five o'clock. It turns off. Yeah. And it's all family, but yeah. th- this encompasses my, 
my dreams even. Mm-hmm. I woke up last mm-hmm. night having a nightmare, mm-hmm. uh, a spiritual one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and not saying ministry is the only profession that that happens and they have, no. it happens in all professions. Yeah, it does. Most, most men that's, yeah. we are, we are designed to be providers. We are, des- we are designed to put meat on the table mm-hmm. and that's like ingrained in our DNA. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're at home and you're thinking about work, I mean, know mm-hmm. that guys do that. Yeah. But you're missing time. But it's okay. It's okay to be that way. Like I was talking to a friend of mine again, right before the podcast. And he's, he said, I, I, I was up at three this morning, like thinking about one of his properties that had a mechanical issue and, and he had to just oddly enough, had to go down there at 4 a.m. to check something out. Um, those are things, those are things that we can't anticipate that they just happen. And, and again, this is, this is not about time management. So don't get good. Don't get tracking off on time management. But, but one thing is sure. One thing is sure that, and that I've noticed this with my kids looking back uh, as a fatherless dad and having three sons, great guys. And then, and then going through a divorce, you look back and part of that whole process is you regret some of the things that you did or didn't do. Mostly you didn't do. And, and what, what I learned from the Lord on that was, is that when he, when he teaches us things in the now and the present, they're not to take back to the future and go, Oh, you, you crazy, you idiot. Why did you not do that? Well, first, number one, you didn't have the knowledge then that you do now. That's the first thing. And second, God doesn't teach us things to, to bring us to judgment when he's trying to show us and help us learn. So when we go back and try to recover time by learning some of the mistakes we made, that's not the purpose for the mistake learning. It's not either is it to try to go back and heal the past with today's present time. That, that can never happen. I heard a guy say the other day that some of the most well-adjusted people are the people who go, it is what it is. There's nothing I can do about this right now. But what I can do is I can change the course of my life because I've accepted up to this point what's happening. But at, at right now, now I can look forward and now I can say, okay, because of the past, I can look forward and I can say, now, I'm not going to do those things again. I'm not going to make those mistakes again because of what the Lord has shown me and taught me. And I'm going to move forward and be a better man in this area, utilizing the gift of time that he's given me. Yeah. And well, it's not time management. Um, I, I've People listening would probably be like, well, well, if it's not time management, then what is this big scope of time we're talking about? And, you know, if you're, if you're a dad and you're, and you're, and you were to take a regular uh, tally of time spent with your family, mm-hmm. um, if you're satisfied with that time, like you don't think you, you should do more, then I guess you're doing it right. But in my experience, I don't know. Well, it I wouldn't can- hurt to. It wouldn't hurt to get a second opinion on it. No, no. The second opinion is the win. It's not what you think is right because if you're a hunter gatherer and if you're behind the eight ball and you're trying to catch up or make up or even prepare more diligently for the future, 
you've got little people and a wife around you that are going, Hey, Hey, bro. You, that, yeah. Yeah. You, no. Some women's love language is, is time. How much time? Quality is spent? time. Yeah. Quality time. What do I, when I'm with you, am I with you? And actually time management I don't even like the word management because it makes Jack a dull boy, number one. And number two, it becomes mechanical. God did not give us time to become mechanical. He gave us time to steward well. Stewardship is different than management. Some people would argue that stewardship is management. Well, not really. As you look at stewardship, God gives us things to use well in his kingdom. I know a lot of guys who live by the clock and, and the schedule, and they are brilliant people. They are successful people, but some of them are the most miserable people I've ever met in my life. But they're in, they're in the groove. They're, they have organizations and companies that are killing it. They're, they're, they're amazing dudes. But when you go home, they're not that amazing. And they know they're not that amazing because they've not valuated time. Yeah, either you're you don't have like a uh, like an unlimited bank of time. Mm -mm. So what one place is flourishing, another's likely suffering. Mm -hmm. um, there are some things in life that need more time in order for it to grow and flourish. Mm -hmm. And not everything can be an even dividing split and expect the same results. Yeah. You know, you know, here's what's interesting about eternity is that when we're in eternity, time stops. Time stopped before we entered into eternity. So there's no measuring. There's no calendar. There's no hour, minute, second. None of that. It's, it's now we're on a different level. We're in a different place where time no longer exists. Imagine what eternity is. Eternity is a place where there is no time. There is no end. There is no, there is no, there, there's a start point, but there's never an ending point. Now there's a start point for people who enter into eternity, but eternity has, is, is, has existed since before the earth was created. Now that's a little bit out there for this conversation. Yeah. The, for that's but, a, that though, I think a, a good episode would be, what do you think the end of the End of this looks like. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, because I, I have some strong thoughts and ideas mm -hmm. on it. Um, strong because I just, I feel really good about what I think mm -hmm. eternity looks like. Yeah. I, I, I would be, I would, heck, that's a good Maybe one. we should do that in, should, in, in a couple of weeks. You like, should write that down. Yeah, I'll write that down. So here are five things that I think that when we look at time, here are five things that will change the way we think in the way we understand time. And I think, I know, <clears throat> I know that if we look at time differently as not just as a commodity, because it can be, but, but it's actually a gift to be stewarded by God. To, for He gave us the gift. We are to steward it well. So, I would say the first of number of the five are number one, valuate time, put a value on it, not how much money can I make in it, but how much in, in a slot 
in a day, in a month, a week, a year, what can I do to make the very best and to evaluate these moments that I have, for example, with my family? When I begin to look at when I begin to look at and listen to guys who talk about, I wish I would have had more time with my kids. Well, well, I was one of those guys and I always think, well, why didn't I? Well, I go back and think about why didn't I? And I was climbing the ladder. I was working. I was trying to make a big splash, trying to make a big career. And now when you look back, it's like, you know what? It's really not that big a deal. You know, I would not have knowing now what I know I would not have done then. So when we talk about valuation, we're not talking about a dollar amount. We're talking about, how much of eternity can I grasp and transfer to the next generation? Do you wish that you would have spent more time? Uh, I wish that I would have spent the right kind of time with my kids. So the time, the time isn't necessarily the denominator. It's what, what you filled that time with. Yeah. So I traveled a lot and some dads travel, some dads are military dads. Nonetheless, Kids still need their dad around, but I probably wouldn't have traveled much as much. I probably would have have been more including, more inclusive of them in the process. Like I felt like I had this thing to prove and to do all this well and to make all this money. And when you when you think like that, then you put a valuation of time as well, it's about how many dollars I can make. Well, it's not. It's about, and this is as I look back with my sons, it's how much of eternity can I can I have in my life that I can transfer to the next generation, my kids. Mm-hmm. Second, second one is this. To learn fatherhood. If I if I understand fatherhood from God's perspective, then I, I'm not going to be seeking and searching for things that I feel like are important. I'm going to be seeking and searching for those things that I see him doing as he fathers his children. For example, it's a paradigm shift. It's a, it's a difficult paradigm shift. To think that God's attention is on his kids always. He's always watching. He's always there caring. He's always inputting. He's always messaging them. He's always involved. He's always caring. And sometimes as as guys, we may get on the track of we have to prove something or we're searching for something or we have to make certain things happen uh, rather than, than going, what? What can I do to become a better Jesus guy that my kids would see the difference in me? Now, I may not be spending hours with them a week, but the, the time that I do, the actual TikTok seconds, minutes that I spend with them, they're going, whoa, what is it in you that I want to be around so much? And not only that I want to be around, but I want to emulate as I grow older and as I understand. So so when we when we learn fatherhood, we're learning to be and this is the one thing categorically, Keith, across the board, every father I've ever, ever talked to, ever talked to, is that they are, they are 
they're present in the room, but they're unavailable. Mm. Yeah. There's a skill there to be not only present, but available. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, th- I think it's easier and easier with technology at our fingertips with uh, media that is just readily available with food that is as awful for you as it ever mm-hmm. has ever been. All these things add together and that it, to, to have, to be around your children and then mm-hmm. be also available. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's a, it's definitely more difficult. I think now than it ever has been. No, no doubt. I talked to one of the guys I coach and he said, he said, what I've been doing on this fast Again, we just dated the thing, but on this on this twenty one day fast we're doing at our church, uh, he said I've been I've been intentionally taking my phone when I'm with my kids. He said uh, he's divorced, follows father himself in a um, as his kids every other weekend. He actually takes his his cell phone and locks it in his safe. That, that's to, to be right, to be there. Like and that's an extreme measure. And out of that, out of that, out of that, in this whole thing, his, his young daughter came to him and began to open up to him about, uh, about a little dude she likes and who, who he is. And, and, and that would have never happened. That would have never happened otherwise. So, so that guy's learning fathering. He's learning fatherhood. He's learning something that his dad did not teach him that he suffers from today, but he's made the hard, the hard work to do hard choice to do the hard work to find out what, what being a good father is. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's an extreme measure, but you know what, if, if it's worth, that's what it took for him. If it's worth something, sometimes extreme situations call for the same amount of extreme measures to be, to remedy it. I like that. Yeah. The fourth one is, and this is something I've done for years is I not only pray for it, but I seek it and study it is I seek wisdom. Like you can just tell a good dad when you see one, you just, you just know, you just know he's a good dad. But then you look at his kids and uh, one of the things I've learned about families is everybody's weird. Yeah. That's yeah. They're weird. Everyone's got quirks. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, the other side of that is, there are some guys that's just made fathering an art and you know that. And, and I've sought those guys out and talked to them over the years when I was married and, and had kids in the home. My, my, my kids are all out now, but I, as my, as father seekers, I study dads. I talk to dads. I look at, I, I coach dads who've got problems with their kids and marriages and things. And one of the, one of the interesting pieces about, about this is that most guys, when, when it comes to seeking wisdom, it's like, seeking directions you know instead of asking asking if their wife is sitting right there saying you know you you don't it this is not the way this is not the way to go this you, you should go this other way and now we've got google oh, i don't need google i got i know right where it's at and then 30 minutes later you're late so for 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 a guy to seek wisdom he has to admit first he doesn't have it yeah mm. so there you go that's a clever that's so, clever so number one you know to seek to 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 first of all want wisdom and to seek it are two different things, but you have to acknowledge I don't have wisdom in this. So I'm seeking it. So it's a it's a, a humbling thing to to step down from what you think you know to what you know you don't know. 
to get and learn from others. Yeah. It's, it, it sounds like a, a battle that you only win once you, uh, admit surrender. You know, we talk about that word surrender a lot and the other side of that coin of surrender is obedience. So when we surrender to wisdom, our life automatically cataclysmically and sometimes chaotically gets more simple. Mm. It gets, we, we begin stripping things off that we never thought we would, that we don't need anymore because we have wisdom. Mm. And then, and then the last thing that I would, I would say is, uh, well, there's, there's, I think I did three, three, two, four, four. Okay. Fifth one, fifth one, define, define your future. Uh, Stephen Covey said years ago in the seven habits of highly effective people begin with the end in mind. And he used the, the analogy of writing the message, your epitaph on your, uh, that's going to be on your tombstone. Like, okay, when you die, that's what people are going to say about you. Mm -hmm. Like, and you mentioned the other thing, we're going to do a podcast on this. Uh, he was a beloved father. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe he's not. That, that's we're just covering up a lot of multitude of sins there with with yeah. the beloved father thing. But define define your future. What do you want your future to look like? Because if you don't map it out and you don't have a definition for it, a definition to it, and you're not looking forward, and at least creating a mapping a mapping uh, process to it, it may not happen exactly like you want it, but 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 if you don't have a direction you're moving in, you won't go anywhere. So define your future and you do that by, you know, you got to know your purpose, which we mentioned that, but you got, you gotta, you, you just gotta, you know, you're not going to go where you want to go unless you begin to think about it, talk about it and do it. Yeah. You're, your, when we spoke about this at the on the last podcast, your your perception is going to be your reality. Mm. It it mm -hmm. it just is. If if you think the world around you is burning, the world in your mind is burning. Yeah, there's it's tough to talk somebody out of it. Mm -hmm. If you think your life is good, the world around you is good. Yeah, you know it's tough to talk somebody out of it. Yeah. So yeah, you need to you need to evaluate yourself better. Yeah. It's like when people say, oh man, I would love to take my kids to Disney. Okay. Well, my first question is, have you, have you designed a plan to, to create a vacation to get them there? Well, if you haven't, you're just thinking about going to Disney, taking your kids to yeah. Disney. But once you begin to formulate a plan, then you're beginning to hold yourself and your thoughts accountable by your actions because I plan to do this. Now I'm working toward this. I may have some setbacks, hurdles, or, or sidetracks or detours, but yet nonetheless, I'm working toward this. Yeah. Yeah. It, once you speak it out in the universe, it's there. You know, if, if, if it's all, if it's just ideas, they're, they're going to remain ideas. You gotta, you gotta move towards something, move mm -hmm. towards the victory. Mm -hmm. And, and that's a good way to wrap up the show. Yep. I mean, if you're planning on taking your family to Disney, why haven't you, mm. you know, cause you know what, there's going to be that, that time. You have you have you have seasons with your children, mm -hmm. and that's true. We're currently in that right now. Me and my wife are. We wanted we we wanted to do Disney last year, but then we did the math on it. We're like, well, our youngest, she might not remember it. So this is the year, or the next year mm -hmm. would be the year. My youngest is five right now, so mm -hmm. this year mm -hmm. or next year. Mm -hmm. Then my oldest is seven right now, 
So this year or next year, but by the time yeah. he's nine, do we lose some of that magic? Yeah. Do we lose some of that Disney Disney World magic yeah. that you see in the commercials? Yeah. And so we know the window's small to 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 take them on a vacation that they're both they both children have that that Disney magic in their eyes, you know. Yeah, we probably need to talk about seasons too. Sometimes that we have not yeah. only with ourselves but our kids and our wives. Yeah, and yeah. all tied into time. It's it's going when it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, you're not getting it back. And yeah. then comes the. We can't go back in time, but then comes the accepting that that season is gone. That time is gone. You know, the one thing, uh, the one thing that I'm a movie guy, uh, a dude movie guy. And one of my favorite movies is Gladiator. When Maximus is leading the troops through the woods and he, against the Germans. And it's always the Germans. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) so he he says, steady, hold the line, hold the line, hold the line. And then he says, what we do in this life echoes in eternity. So the time, how we, how we evaluate it and, and walk through all these steps together, it's all going to echo in eternity. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good, that's a good piece to wrap it on. It is going to echo in eternity. Um, there's one that's taking account of everything and, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, are you happy with the with your actions today? Would you, if this was the last day, mm. if this was your last one, mm. are you good with it? Because if you're good with it, you probably are good with it. Mm. But if you're not, if you feel like there's something missing, I don't know, man. Time's a ticking. Time's a ticking. Pine box clock. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Father Seekers podcast. Again, I'm Pastor Keith. Uh, always with me, Pastor Barry. Um, if you found anything in this podcast uh, of of use to your spiritual journey, of your father journey, um, share it, share it with a friend, you know? So maybe somebody else could also benefit from the ideas we talked about in today's show. Uh, if you could, and you haven't already, uh, rate us on the podcast, mm. uh, on, the, on the podcast provider you're listening to us on. Fatherseekers.org. Fatherseekers.org. The idea here with this show is just get, get into more, more ears, get more ears on on these subjects because they're real subjects. These are real things that are happening, and I know as guys we don't always necessarily want to talk about them, but it doesn't mean because we don't want to talk about them that, that they don't exist. You know, they're real. These ideas and subjects that we talk on are real. So, hey, give it a voice and reach out and I bet you if you reach out to enough people you're going to get a good answer eventually right it's good yep. so thank you again for listening we can't wait uh, to, to be with you again on the next episode see you soon see you soon